0: Shalom Aleichem, on behalf of Teach 613, we welcome you to Take 10 for Talmud. We are recording in Silver Spring, Maryland, and are so glad that you can join us. Gitten Daphlamid, Gitin 30A, pagination is 59. We're starting from the Mishnah about a quarter of the way down. Masnisen is at the end of the line, and then we begin from the beginning of the next. Hamal Maos, a person who loaned money to Es HaKohen, V'EsaLevi, V'EsaOni, a Kohen, a Levi, or a poor person. And the condition of the loan was, Li Yos Mafrish Alehen Kon that he would be able to separate the tithe that goes to each of these respective people, and use that tithe in order to pay up the debt. What he will do is he will sell the tithe after he separates it. In other words, instead of giving it to the Cohen Levi or Ani, he's going to sell it to somebody, and with that money, that kind of belongs to the Cohen Levi and Ani, he will repocket that money or pocket the money and use it to reduce the debt that these people owe him. That's the condition. So, He's allowed to continue doing this process each time he tithes with the assumption that these people are still alive, and that's why this Mishnah is here, because it's a continuation of this topic that we assume people to still be alive. And you don't have to worry that perhaps the Kohen Levi died or the poor person became wealthy and is no longer eligible for the tithe that you're attributing to him. If in fact these people did die, If you wanted to collect the debt, you would have to ask permission from the inheritors. They would have the right to accept the debt upon themselves, but that does not happen automatically, and if they would accept the debt upon themselves, it is possible, if there are people who are eligible for the tithe, that he'll be able to continue the process if he does the loan in front of Bezdin, it's possible for Bezdin to place this as a debt that will remain even beyond the lifetime of the borrower, and then he wouldn't have to ask permission from the inheritors you'll notice that the case was how Malve Ma'os, one who initially loaned the money with the condition that he's going to be taking the tithe to pay it up. The obvious question is going to be what happens if he doesn't make this decision until later that he wants to be able to use the tithe to pay up the debt when he realizes it's not getting paid back. In our time, it's a very practical shayla as well, because of Maus meiser, or meiser kisafim, the tithe of money, of earnings, a person wants to know if at the time that he tenders the loan, can he possibly make such a condition, if he's not sure the person will have the wherewithal to pay back, or he wants to be extra kind and say, listen, as long as it's reduced from my MISER obligation, I'll give you the money now. Or, if after he gives the loan, and he realizes the problem, could he, at that point, pay up the person's debt using MISER money of his own? Those questions we will have to explore. The Gemara states as follows Even though the tithe never reached the hands of the borrower, this is an interesting type of transaction. Omar Rav said, We're dealing with cases that this is the person that he always gives his tithe to. It's a person that he's friendly with, and therefore it's as if, it's understood that they're the ones who are going to get it, it's as if they got it. Ushmuel uh, Omar Shmuel says, they actually have to go through the act of transaction, achirim, that he actually has somebody acquire it on their behalf, and now that it's theirs, he's able to sell it and take the money to pay up the loan. This transaction to be done in our time through Maiser Ksafim is a bit complex. There are a lot of things that have to be taken into account. We will at least read the words of the Ramah in Semenreish Nun Zayin Hey Yeridea. Misha Mafresh Maisro a person who generally is giving myer, La and he loans the poor person from his own money. Mafrish Shalo, he can separate his own maiser, Umahashe Valze Shehilva Laani, and he calculates it based on what he loaned to the poor person hifrish, And he's allowed to keep for himself what he separates. The wording of the Ramah is that he actually separates it, and then he takes it back as payment for the poor person. Keep in mind, this would not work if it was a person who was not eligible to get tzedakah money. A wealthy person, a person, a business loan, all kinds of cases, this is not an easy way to simply collect your loans. It has to be a person who's eligible to get miser money. It has to be that the Oni, the poor person is still alive, but if he would die, this wouldn't work, because he's no longer here to have the obligation to pay you back, that it could be as if you gave him the miser money and then he gave it back to you, he's not here for that transaction. Oh, or likewise, this would not work if nis asher, if he became wealthy. And most fascinating is that the Ramah writes, ain't tzarech The person wouldn't even be obligated to pay you of his own funds now that he's wealthy. Shariani haya ba'osa sha'a At the time he was poor. So, the transaction was that you said you would pay up his loan from Meiser money. So, as long as he's eligible for Meiser money, you will continue paying up his loan from Meiser money. As soon as he's ineligible for Meiser money, because he's no longer poor, you can't do this transaction. And likewise in the transaction described by the Rama in the loan described by the Rama, you wouldn't be able to claim the remainder of the loan from the borrower either, because he never accepted to pay you up. You said you would pay up his loan through your MISER money as it became available. And the result of this particular transaction is that you actually would not be able to collect at all, if he became wealthy before the loan was paid up. In order to improve on this structured loan, there is a suggestion that perhaps you can make a condition in the words, for example, of Chuvas Svehan Hagos from Rav Sturmbach, Volume 1 Tufkuf Samach Yud Aleph Hisna he makes a condition Sheim Lo Yeshalmu if the person doesn't pay up Tehlimatana it should be considered a tzedakah allocation, then then he would be able to reduce the debt, pay it up as a miser allocation. Some of the considerations that the post-skim have in these cases, obviously the person still has to be eligible for MISER money. He has to be a poor person at the time. You want to do this reduction through MISER. Some say that he can't be so poor that you wouldn't be allowed to collect from him because he simply doesn't have any money at all. It has to be that he has some money, so it's as if you came to him, asked him for the money, and then made it easier for him by allocating your miser money and then taking it back. But if he's so poor that if you would give him the miser money, he'd be allowed to keep it because he's living from hand to mouth, then how do you go about giving him the money as if and then taking it back to pay up an old debt? Some say that you have to notify the person that you're doing the transaction, so that it should be as if he got the money and then paid you back. It's a bit complex, but this concept is based on the Gemara, uh, on the Mishnah, and the ideal way to do this is not to realize after the money was already given and then try to figure out how to make it Sadakah and Miser money, but rather to somehow structure it from the beginning that if the person is not going to pay up, it should be as a Miser allocation. Yashay Koach, thank you for joining.